When I order a non-fat pumpkin spice latte, I never ask for whipped cream. But if the barista says, would you like whipped with that? I feel like it's a sign that I should have whipped cream, and so I say yes. Uh, you know, I am not alone with this. As humans, it's so easy to let um, our best intentions go, isn't it? It's so easy to allow, if it benefits us, the path of least resistance to sort of guide us along. Indulgence and comfort is very, very easy to choose, as is the whipped cream on the pumpkin spice latte. And it doesn't just end there. Like these small choices that we make to acquiesce, there are larger ones that we make that tempt us toward the, the path of least resistance. There are the moments when we see someone being mistreated and we convince ourselves that it's none of our business, for example. There are times when we know that we should take the time to care for the created world, but we don't because it's simpler or cheaper to live selfishly. There are times when we have the chance to bless another, but we think, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll bless him tomorrow when I have more time, when I have a chance. Christians have used this path of least resistance often throughout history and even used scripture um, to allow this to carry them. Faithful Christians in the Antebellum South defended their ownership of slaves because it benefited them with scripture from Paul's epistles about treating slaves with respect. He said, look, we get to own people. It says right here in the Bible that you should treat your slaves with respect, right? Lutheran Christians in Nazi-era Germany defended the anti-Semitic rhetoric of the day that led to the Holocaust to evade the ire of their neighbors because of the biblical account of Jesus being murdered. And they said, well, he was murdered by Jews in the crucifixion. It's not new, and it's not unusual. But although frequently trod and trod throughout history, the path of least resistance is the easiest and quickest route to losing our way. Jesus showed us in every choice, in every miracle, in every person he spoke to, in his life, in his friendship, in his family dynamics, in his parables, in his death, and in his resurrection, what it looks like to avoid the path of least resistance. Jesus never once took the easy way out, not once. When faced with confrontation, he addressed it. When it would have been easier for his reputation to ignore certain people and avoid them, he reached out to them in front of large groups. When it was un inconvenient and unseemly for him to be proclaiming hope, he did it anyway. Even when he knew he was going to die and he didn't want to and said, God, if it's possible, take this cup from me. He did it anyway, time after time, consistently. And this morning in our gospel, we see him encouraging us to avoid the path of least resistance and embrace the revolution of God's love. What we see in our gospel this morning is Jesus' final sermon his final teaching to his disciples. After this teaching, the events that led to the cross come in quick su succession. And I wonder about that, right? We often talk about people's last words, the last time we heard from them. What would you say if you had a final opportunity to address the ones that you loved, those who were closest to you? What would be your final message if you had one? 
pastor and author Eugene Peterson, who was most widely known for his paraphrase of the Bible entitled The Message, died a couple of weeks ago. His son said at his funeral that his dad only had one sermon. He's like, my dad tricked everyone for his entire ministry. He only had one sermon, and it was this. God loves you. God is on your side. God is coming for you. God is relentless. It was Peterson's first message, his last message, his only message throughout his ministry. And it is powerful. Jesus' last message was in line with the entirety of his ministry as well. Do not be afraid. Even when things are falling down around you, do not take the path of least resistance. Be brave, trust me, and follow love all the way to the end, wherever it goes. Jesus told the disciples that day, that the temple, and it was right after they were marveling at it, right? These, like, country bumpkins from the, from the coast, they come, they're like, wow, Jesus, did you see how amazing that place was? It's like people from Burlington going to New York City or something, right? But he told them that that temple that they were so awed by, that stood for the law and the path to God for so many, would be obliterated. They, therefore, could no longer put their trust in human institutions and predictable patterns and hierarchies, he invited them to blaze a new way in the spirit of God toward total and complete revolution in every age. Every age has the same challenges to proclaim the good news. I mean, we can, every age has read that scripture and said, oh my goodness, wars, we got it. Earthquakes, oh yeah. Turmoil, oh boy, the end is near, right? These dramas, these things have been a part of human existence from the beginning. The, but it didn't end with the apostles. And it didn't end with Martin Luther. And it didn't end with our great-grandparents. In every age, we are set out to proclaim the good news of God's revolutionary love. And in every age, it feels like things are falling apart. But Jesus reaches through it with hope and tells us, do not be afraid. The temple did pass away. The Roman Empire passed away. Everyone who heard the earthly voice of Jesus and was healed by him, including Lazarus, right, who got raised from the dead, they passed away. The mighty Mayan empire turned into jungle. Every great human civilization has and will be destroyed one way or another. Everything passes away. This is the challenge of every generation. But we hear the voice of Jesus. Trust the ark of my love. That though it be long, it is sure love will win. There are moments in our life when we're headed towards something really profound. Sometimes as individuals, sometimes as a church, sometimes as um, families or organizations, and, and something, that will, something that's changing us, and it's going to change maybe our corner of the world, and it's just really amazing. But human as we are, we look hard as we can, right, for an exit strategy. 
be it a barista or a scripture verse or a rainy day or our own fear, we so easily take the path of least resistance that just takes us just this side of revolutionary love. We, are, we allow ourselves to get derailed from the work we have inherited from our relationship with Christ. We stop short of the call of Jesus. Instead, we look to the established things that we can see rather than trusting God at the edge of the precipice of this love, justice, and mercy that we're called to. And we placate ourselves and each other with empty lies like, there's really nothing we can do. Or, I'll help another time. When I just have more time or when I have more resources, I'll do it some other time. Or, they aren't from here. We need to help our own first. Or, I'll change later, but not today. Or, I'll ask for their forgiveness the next time I see them. We avoid and evade things that bring about our own healing and in turn the healing of the world for a cheapened version of ourselves and the state of the world. The path of least resistance. Next week is Christ the King Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the church calendar. So even though everyone will be celebrating New Year's on January 1st, the church's New Year's is the beginning of Advent, right? Where we start something new. The new year for the church. We start by sitting in the literal darkness and imagine and hope for the light of Christ to come. Each Sunday lighting another candle to remind us of the hope that we have. And I wonder, who will we be as a church this year? Today is our annual meeting. What a wonderful time to start dreaming. Can we avoid the path of least resistance and embrace the revolution of God's love? We are at the edge of this precipice that changes everything. Can we ignore the voices in our heads, the concerns of the well-meaning, and the temptations to trust in what we have always known, to fling ourselves into the resurrection with Jesus? All of this will pass away. Some of these shirts won't fit us, even though we're not children, next year. <laughs> this beautiful building, these stained glass windows, this town, our homes, these bodies. But what will not pass away is the love of God. It's been the cry of every generation, and it's the cry of our hearts, and it will be the cry of the good news into our great-grandchildren. Can we invest our future in that? Can we be brave enough to not be derailed by fear, but to trust the one who with a steady voice proclaimed his last sermon like this? Everything you see will be gone. Everything. But that does not matter. Because your hope is not in everything you can see. Get busy changing the world to fit the love, justice, and fearless revolution of Jesus. There is nothing standing in your way that will not be toppled one way or another. So why not by you? Why not by love? 
Why not by Burlington Lutheran Church? May this year be the year of us, for us, of faith without fear, so that more can know this revolutionary love of God. May this year be a year of getting our hands and reputations dirty being the church. May this year be one where we look at the path of least resistance and laugh as we follow Jesus all the way to the resurrection. Amen. Let's stand and take our hymnals and turn to hymn number 723.